If saving the universe was within your grasp, what would you do? What wouldn't you do? All right, so today, tonight, we're here with Dwayne from Flight Risk. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, internet people. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I haven't played Star Wars in a while. I've been GMing for like for the last like almost year, so it's gonna be fun yeah. just to play. Yeah, great. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Flight Risk? Sure. I know that we are we've got a lot of overlap in listeners, but I'm sure there are some people out there who haven't listened to Flight Risk yet. For shame on them! All right, I know. If you have They're not really missing out, yeah, I tell you about it. Uh, Flight Risk is a Star Wars actual play podcast. We're set in the Old Republic era, roughly between four and 5,000 BBY, because I want it to be different. And <laughs> I kind of like the idea of trying to tell Star Wars stories without lightsabers and blasters. Yeah. So in, in, my, in our world, it's you have slug throwers and there are vibro swords and we'll eventually get to proto blasters and proto sabers. But right now I like it being, you know, the olden times. Uh, we tell two uh, concurrent stories at a given time in a shared universe with players of three. And every story arc, when we finish it, we shuffle up the players and we tell another story and people rotate through. Um, we also have two open spots. So we have guest stars who come on. The first season was our core players. Season two, we had two guest stars. Season three, we're gonna have two new guest stars. A voice you guys might recognize when we get to that point. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and who are you playing today? I'm playing Fife. He is a Polis Mason. I don't know if it's Polis Mason or Polis Mason. I've been saying Polis Mason. Yeah, I could be wrong. I've always said Polis Mason, but they Mason. actually also have a different a different name in canon, which is weird. Really? What's their it in canon? With a K. Um, let me see. Yeah. While he's looking that up, I'll explain Polis Mason's are kind yeah, of like a, a unique species. They're very, very thin, very, very frail. Uh, they're about five and a half ish feet tall. And the, the biggest thing about them is that they have a flat kind of circular white face. They don't have a mouth. They have two little like nose slots to breathe and two eyes. The fact that they don't have a mouth means they are telepathic. So Fife can talk directly into people's heads. He can whisper into people's minds from about five or 10 feet away, or he can shout to everyone in an area. Some Polis Mason, there, there's like a XP thing where you can have a, a mechanical voice box put in, but I like mm -hmm. the idea of a, a doctor who can talk directly into your brain. Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking about it. You you wouldn't be able to talk to droids, would you? You know what? I was thinking about that. I've realized you probably can't talk to droids. Yeah, that, that would yeah. make it interesting if that, if that comes up. I mean, I guess you have maybe, to use your data pad, I guess. Maybe you know uh, galactic sign language or something. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, either sign language or it's, it's almost like uh, nonverbal people with an iPad. You just got to like type it in and it'll say it out loud for you, I guess. I, I honestly never thought about that. I was like, yeah, I guess I can't. Yeah, it's kind of a limited existence. So in canon, they are Caladehan. Caladehan. Interesting. Caladehan, yeah. Sounds fancier. Yeah, it does. So a, a little bit about Fife. He is a, uh, well, if we're going off the character sheet here, he's a colonist doctor. Uh, his actual backstory is that he has an odd obsession with prolonging life. And he's done some experiments that the people, uh, his people don't necessarily agree with. And he's pushed the limits a little too far. And he's kind of been banished from his home world. 
for his extreme views and his extreme experiments. And he's kind of set up now in a underground, off the books type medical facility where he can continue his research and help people to earn a little bit of money. Cool. So he's, he's sort of got a day job where he uh, treats people. And yeah, then he's I got his, his after hours hobby. Well, I think he would consider the, the day job more the hobby thing and his, his after hours is his passion. Yeah, yeah. All right, do you want to go into his uh, methodology or anything, or should we just get into it? Um, well, just quickly, I mean, simply put, he uh, believes the ends justify the means, that if it helps him reach his goal of trying to prolong life, not just for himself, he's trying to make it so people don't die young and people can live long, full lives, because in his mind, why do certain species live a thousand years and some only live 50? That's not fair. He's trying to find some way to make everybody equal, and he's been pursuing anything in his latest pursuit is kind of trying to these rumors of midichlorians that are out there that might help his experiment. So he's been up on that lately, leads him to a lot of crazy sites of people thinking they know what midichlorians are. He's probably dabbled with too many conspiracy theorists in this day, but he's trying to figure out things out. So right now you're you're painting Fife in a very like noble light. But the impression that I got was that he's <laughs> he's not a, he's not a great guy uh no he's no he will he will do the the wrong thing knowing it's the wrong thing if he can in his brain somehow justify that it works out in the end he is he has definitely not just like emotionally hurt people but probably physically hurt people that he knew and trusted on the one percent chance that it would help him it's worth risking somebody mm -hmm. else if it might just maybe help him in his pursuit. So yeah, he's pretty morally ambiguous where like, you, I don't know what the Star Wars equivalent of the saying is, you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet, that type of thing. So if some people get hurt and some people die, if he saves the universe, isn't that worth it in the end? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we can say you've gotta break some uh, keto eggs. There you go. To make a nice, not make a nice, yeah. uh, whatever, a spomlet, a space omelet. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we start with Fife down in the Blacklight District. He's at a bar called Ringo's. It's a very busy happening place down on the down on the edge of the Blacklight District. And uh, he was called here because he he, he got a, an encrypted message on his, his comlink uh, from one of his underworld contacts named Demo. Now this place is busy and crowded and there are tons of people all around and uh, Fife knows that Demo's got a little room in the back a little secret um, secret knock on the door will get him in. Yeah I would say definitely when uh, Fife comes to this establishment he doesn't come here to socialize he comes here just for business this is definitely not his scene he He's, yeah. he's a highly educated man, and this is more like a rough and tumbly type bar where he definitely doesn't fit in. I mean, luckily, he's 5'3", weighs about a buck 10, so he can kind of like slide in, keep his head low, and just try not to touch anything because being a doctor, he's kind of become a hypochondriac, and he can just look around, and when he sees people, he just sees the potential diseases they might have. So he's, he's trying to, he yeah. keeps his gloves on and he just kind of tries not to touch anyone or anything as he gets to uh, 
Demo's uh, special door and does the little rapidly rap 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 that they know is the secret entrance. Yep. You knock and the door slides open. Uh, the Demo's a bit of a, I wouldn't say a hypochondriac himself, but uh, more of a technochondriac. Yeah. He, he knows that people are listening and uh, he does all he can to sort of prevent any prying eyes or uh, overhearing. So you actually go through a an airlock. Door closes behind you. There's this like ring of lights as the door in front of you opens into a tiny room filled with computer monitors. And there's Demo. Demo's a, a Rodian. He's got red orange skin, and he's got sort of a uh, a Jordy LaForge style visor on his head that's got some connections to the to the back of his head. And uh, he says, "Hey, hey, hey, Fife! I uh, didn't know if you'd show up." Well, Demo, you call, and I arrive. I know you always have the best of information for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you you normally. We, we, we normally have this this uh, this sum like you know pay me for this info. This, I got something special today. I got I think I got something you're really gonna like. There, there's there's a little there's a little catch. Do you do you want the catch first or do you want the info first? I will take the catch first to see if this information is truly worth it. Okay. Um, so looking at Demo, you see that he's got that visor attached to his face. And let's make the first roll of the game. Just a little medicine check. We'll make it average difficulty. Oh, and we should also uh, do force and destiny. Yeah. Oh, lucky you! I just rolled two light side points. Oh, then I'm not going to roll. I'm just going to take your two light side and just run with that. <laughs> All right. Boom. Another light side point. Three go. light side points. That, that means I win the Star Wars. The game is over. Yeah. Yeah. There are no more Star Wars. <laughs> All right. So you said we're doing a medicine check of. Yeah, average, so two purples. Alrighty. So this man is a skilled practitioner of medicine. I have three yellows and a green. Yeah. Against the two purple. Alright, that is five successes and a... I think it's not a threat. Alright, that's a threat. threat. Alright. Looking uh, Demo up and down, you see cybernetics all over the place. He's He's got that visor. You can tell that under his, uh, under his sleeves, he's got cybernetic arms and all sorts of technology all over his body and he says to you so aurora biotech you know that company right of course yeah up on up on dac avenue they uh they've been working on some interesting stuff and uh the catch i know that they got this new cybernetic hand and it's got some interesting interesting features and i was hoping you might be able to get your hands on it for me I don't. And so I don't usually go for petty larceny, but oh, I, I know. You, but you do. You do what it takes, right? Because I got I got some interesting information. All right, let us hear it. So Aurora, they are in the possession. They they just uh, they just came upon this uh, this new medical discovery. It's uh, it's a vaccine, and uh, it is eradicated viruses multiple viruses different viruses like an unprecedented kind of thing thought you might you know want to get your hands on that might help with your you know research 
Now, since since Fife doesn't have any eyebrows or anything, there would be a, a slightly raised eyebrow on his face if he had them. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of <laughs> interested, surprised look a featureless face could make. But there's definitely like maybe a, a mental eyebrow. <laughs> exactly. I guess there's like the buzzing in his head is a little bit louder in, in a Demo's head. A universal vaccine that now, I, didn't, I didn't say universal, but, you know, it it it. It's cured a lot of things, like more than a vaccine really should. Well, when I am done with it, it will be universal. Yeah, so I mean, I can give you all sorts of stuff here, give you information and stuff, but you know, you usually give me give me cash. I'd like you to maybe get this hand instead. That sounds fair. Consider it done. Okay, great. Yeah, this sounds great. Um, let's see. So what, what do you need from me? Well, do we have hmm, maybe schematics for the building or how fortified is it? Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty secure and I'm pretty sure that the vaccines through through uh, multiple multiple secure blast doors. Uh, all right, so this place it's up on deck Ave. Uh, there's basically two ways in and out. You got the main entrance and lobby, and you got a loading dock. Now the the lab that this stuff is in is pretty close to the loading dock, but the uh, the hand is is a little bit closer to the the main entrance. Hmm. There might be some other good stuff in there for you too. I mean, they research they research cloning, uh, biotech, genetics, all sorts of good stuff. A cornucopia of delights. Yeah, whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> is there a name attached to this vaccine? Uh, what, what do you mean, like a researcher? There has to be someone either leading the charge or working on this. I might know them. Let's see. That's a good question. Um, why, let's do, let's do another roll. Sure. That be, I don't know, a lore, an education. I think education. Okay. I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult, though. Let's do a hard roll with three purples. Okay. I have uh, two yellow and two green. Uh, you said three purple? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and flip a light side right now because I really want this information. Okay. So let's go and change that there. Roll. All right. Three successes, two triumphs. All right. and, uh, <laughs> he is able to tell you a, a good bit about the vaccine. So it was uh, created uh, about a week ago by a uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Anya. She has since been uh, moved off world to Dresselia, mm. where she is administering the vaccine to the local population. Okay. What, what do we call it? Patient zero? I don't know. The person that the, the vaccine was sort of originated from was... Yeah, patient zero. Yeah. It, uh, an unknown person, which is, is kind of weird. Uh, yeah, okay. So patient zero was an onzot, which, uh, since you rolled education, if you want to spend one of your triumphs, uh, I'll, I'll tell you all about onzots. Sure. Go for it. Let me know what, what they are. So they are basically a Star Wars vampire. They oh, nice. look sort of like humans. They've got sort of a, a pig-ish nose and 
two little holes on either side of the nose where little tendrils come out. Those tendrils go up someone's nose and they drink their brains. Easy. It's like a Nosferatu and an Ood from Doctor Who all mixed together. It's creepy. Yep. yep. Um, so that was patient zero. Um, do you have any ideas for your second triumph? Oh, let's see. So I'm trying to figure, I was hoping to get like, either know the person and try to use that as my way of getting in as trying to be like a fellow researcher type thing. Would I have, would I know anybody else who works at or any other name that might be associated with that file that I might be able to yeah, sure. Of my way? Like, a, like yeah. I don't know, like a, a, an assistant or a secondary researcher. Yeah. Um, I'll let you create them if you'd like. Sure. Okay. Um, sure. There will be a, a Dr. Scorlix. Scorlix. How about a, a Zexto? Oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but sure. Okay. Yeah. So Dr. Scorlix, he is uh, about your height. Okay. And um, basically they look like Kaminoans, except short. And they have okay. an extra set of arms. Oh, four arms. That's useful. Yeah. So white, white skin, big eyes, tiny head on a long neck and four arms. All right. We make quite the dashing uh, pair, the two, the two of us. Yeah. So, yeah, Scorlix is a research assistant and uh, they work in they work in the biochem section of Aurora. OK. OK. Cool. So I have a couple names to go off of. I have the place and I'm at. OK, cool. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Um, yeah, just uh, let me know when you when you got the thing and and we can uh, arrange another meetup. That sounds like a perfect plan, Demo. Is there anything else I can do for you? Any pharmaceuticals or anything you need checked out by your favorite doctor? Like, I got this rash. And he lifts up his shirt. All right. So I'll do a roll to see if I can help uh, my <laughs> friend Demo here. Hey, if I can butter him up, maybe I can get a better deal next time, you know? Sure, yeah, you know? go for it. Let's make it... Uh... We'll make it. Uh, we'll make it an average two difficulty check, and uh, I want to give you a, a setback just with all the darkness and flashing lights and stuff yeah, not, going this on. Is, this is not my operating. Yeah, this is yeah. not my operating room. So it's not yeah, a clean not space. Ideas. Yeah. All right. All right. There you go. One success and three yeah. advantage. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's an allergic reaction. <laughs> all right. All right, so yeah, Fife just kind of leans over, kind of looks at it from a safe distance. I tell you, I tell you, Demo, you need to stop buying those off-brand soaps. They're going to irritate your skin. Yeah, really? Tomorrow, tomorrow, come by my clinic. I will have a solve for you. It will clear that right up. But you're going to have to spend a little money on a name-brand soap, uh, please. All right. I, I guess that's fine. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for the help. I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow or or sooner if you get that hand. Let me know. All right. He nods and heads on out the door. Uh, did you want to do anything with those advantages? No. I mean, the only thing I'd, I'd want. I don't know. Does a uh, demo have like a, a maybe like a, a cabbie or a, you know someone to give me a lift to where I need to go? Like he has a preferred person. Then maybe I get a discount on my, a discount on my ride or something. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for in in exchange for checking him out, you, he's he's like, yeah, I got I got a, I got a guy. Let me let me give him a call. And as you leave, there's a blue convertible cab waiting out front for you. Oh, stylish! Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, Fife will kind of slide through the uh, the bar again. Probably notices a few people with things that should be checked out, but <laughs> he's got he's got an objective right now. Maybe he'll come back and experiment on these people, try to see if he could yeah find some ways to use them. But he definitely a, heads out. A Snivian with a a scar that doesn't look like it's it's healing very well on his face. Yeah, he's just making mental notes. Go, all right, let's see, that could be that could be useful. That ooh, that could definitely be useful. <laughs> and yeah, he'll he'll head out to the uh, blue convertible and say, um, just into his head, I guess. Are you my ride? Oh, well, that's weird. the The driver is a uh, is a Keldor. He's got uh, the a big breath mask over his uh, ochre sort of face and little goggles on his on his eyes. All right, where where are we headed? All right, we're going to head over to... I don't want to go straight there. Yeah, let's try to go straight there, see if I can meet the squirrel. guy. We are heading towards the Aurora Biotech. All right, heading up to Dak Avenue. That whoa, that uh, talking into people's head thing, that's that's new. All right. Yes, do not be concerned. I can only speak into your head. I'm not able to read your thoughts yet. It's good. You don't want to know what's going on in there. And the, the two of you drive up to Dak Avenue and Aurora Biotech. Just going to drop you off in front then? That'll be sufficient, yes. All right. He drops you off. Now, if I need you again, how can I contact you? He hands you a business card. Beautiful. I'll take it and put it in one of my pockets. I'll be calling you later. All right. See you later. So, All right. So what? Yeah. What does this building look like? It's uh, a big, white, sterile-looking brick. The front entrance is all um, glass and, I would say, glass and, and metal. It looks like there's a, sort of a big lobby area with a reception desk. I know there's a loading dock in the like off to the side of the back, right? Yep, it's off uh, to the side and to the right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be smooth and go through the front door. Why Why be sneaky if I don't have to? All right, just heading right into the front. Uh, yeah. I mean, do I notice any like doctor people coming in or out that I might be able to I don't know talk to or kind of get to squeeze them for some information? All right. We should we should establish a time of day. It is nighttime. Okay. So most most likely places it is after hours. Then. Yeah, it is after hours. The lobby is still fairly brightly lit but it doesn't look like any of the other uh, or many of the other windows have lights on right now. Um, so you can see very clearly into the lobby of this place. There's a reception desk with a weak way sitting at it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that might work to my advantage of being a quieter time. So, okay. Yeah. Fife will sit there and kind of pull his uh, little coat down. He's got his gloves on. He's, he looks like a scientist, you know, you got the cliche, cliche scientist looking thing. That's what he goes for. So he's just going to pull the walk like I know where I'm going thing and see if anybody stops him. Um, yeah, so you walk in and uh, the the guard does ask to, can I, can I see some ID? I'm in the middle of an experiment. I have to get up to Dr. Skorlix. We are trying to finish this thing tonight. Dr. Anya will be returning shortly. I, I, I believe I left it upstairs. I could run up and get it for you, or you could just not stop the medical advancement that might save the universe, whatever you want. Um, it's like, you, you know the rules. You gotta, gotta sign in, gotta scan your ID. It's, uh, it's, 
It's not my it's not my rule. Rules are going to be the death of us all. This will <laughs> take but a moment. I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to charm, persuade him or something, which is not one of yeah. my wheelhouse skills, but I'm trying. It's going to be something. Let's <laughs> say there's a, I mean, it, I don't think it really matters. Let's see. I got no charm. I mean, I guess it's charm, right? Uh, you could argue for or deception. deception or, I mean, I am lying to his or, face. So or coercion because you are threatening the safety of the galaxy. Yeah. Well, see, this is where I got deception at one yellow and a green, but I got three greens for coercion. It's like, you know, Sophie's choice here. I will go with uh, deception. I'm definitely lying to him. And hopefully this lie can convince this. I assume minimum wage overnight security guy not to care enough and just let me through okay um we're still working off his discipline so it is three purples all right i want to flip another light side here because getting it would be very useful all the dark side points yeah i know i know i never use them on flight risk i feel like i I have to actively use them because why not they're there for a reason right they're there to help Uh the story move forward yeah so i'll go ahead and flip it so i'll turn my one yellow and green into two yellow against what was it three purple three purple let's uh, uh let's flip one to make it a red all right so one red two, two purple yep all right so i'm gonna get arrested here i have a feeling <laughs> all right oh just a threat okay, nothing terrible just a threat uh, yeah so he's very persistent you're gonna have to sign in you're you're did this this is my job I'm, I could get fired if you don't sign in if you don't show me your ID just you know it's that's the rules I'm sorry maybe maybe this uh, Skorlix guy you said Dr. Skorlix maybe maybe he could bring your ID down how about that you want me to give him a call sure tell him Dr. Fight that's here to see him we Dr. need to fight yes he reaches under the uh, the desk that he's sitting at and grabs a, a comm link and calls up. So can I flip a light side point to have Skorlix at least know who I am? Yeah. Sure, I'll, at least he recognizes my name because I've done, I, I might be, you know, maybe not famous, I could be notorious, so maybe he knows who I am. Yeah, okay. Okay. He calls up, is this doc, Dr. Skorlix? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a Dr. Fife here. He, he says he knows you, he's you finishing the experiment. Uh, yeah. No, no, he's here right now. Uh, okay. He hangs up. He'll be right down. And uh, a couple minutes go by. So this lobby, you've got the the Weequay sitting at his desk. Behind him, you see that there it's a fairly large space, and it looks like it's sort of their public face of the business, uh, the the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a room with uh, large glass walls that you can see inside. Um, you think during the day you would probably see scientists working on um, on things. It looks like it's got some uh, back to tanks in it and some okay. other tanks with ongoing experiments in it. Okay. To your left, looks like there are a couple smaller rooms. It looks like they're they're dark now. You can't quite tell what they are. Mm-hmm. And you, if you sort of look over the guard's desk and to your right, there's a long hallway with an airlock at the end. Okay. So this this room is sort of shaped like a T, and you're standing at the top of the T, if that makes sense. 
Okay, I'm at the cross, like at the top cross seam thing area. Yep. Okay, gotcha. And uh, straight ahead at the bottom of the of the T cross around the corner, a Zexto pops out from the uh, right side. He's short. He's got white skin and big black eyes, and he's wearing a long lab coat. And he's walking very quickly towards you. Okay. Once he gets to about ten feet or so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to whisper directly into just his head. Okay. So, because no one else can hear this. Is that something you can do? Yeah, that is actually the pulse. Okay. I can whisper to an individual person okay. within five to 10 feet of me. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like, I don't know, their version of whispering, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Okay. So as he's getting closer, I'm just going to, in his head, in a, in a, trying to be as non threatening as possible. It would be in your best interest to invite me upstairs. I can finish Anya's research. Ooh, that's a coercion check. Yeah, that's going to be coercion. Coercion against this fellow is going to be two reds and a purple. Okay. Uh, Can I argue for a blue dice that since he knows who I am, he knows that I am am good at what I do. I may be unconventional and not appreciated or people don't trust me, but he at least knows that I'm good. For your reputation. Sure, yeah. All right, so two red and a purple? Yeah. All right, he's going to take this as a threat. <laughs> All right. Ha-ha, victory! I got a, oh, I got a success and three advantages. Get those red, that blank red. I love when that happens. So, yeah, he is, he is coerced. Uh, he, is, he has heard about you. He's heard about not only that you are good at what you do, but you are, he would say, ruthless in your tactics. That's fair. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fyth? This guy's okay. He's, he's, uh, I, I'm going to sign him in. And he signs you in on a data pad. All right. Yeah. Um, come on, come on in. Just, just, uh, follow me. Sure. Before he goes, he's going to turn to the guard. I appreciate you being so vigilant. You are an honorable man. Thank, thank you very much. (laughs) Scorlix leads you back to the biochem research area. This area is uh, two large rooms and a number of smaller rooms. Okay. This is where they are, I guess, researching like chemical compounds and and that sort of thing. Medicines, back to research. Okay. He leads you into a small office that a quick glance around lets you know that it's not his. There are some photos on the walls and and things that don't look like him at all. Okay, so picture of someone else's wife and kids uh-huh. on the table yeah. or something like that. All right. What's the big deal? You threatening threatening me? Threatening my job? N- no threat at all. I have heard of what you and Anya have done, and I believe I can elevate your work. I mean, you you don't work you don't work here. You. You've got a reputation. I don't know if you know that, but if if somebody that I work with gets sees you here with me, I'm going to lose my my position here. Why do you think I came at such an hour? I know the facility is practically empty. There's cameras everywhere. I mean, you have been seen by now. This but I'm, I'm no man. But the benefit of my species is we are all very similar looking. I could be anyone. All right. All right. Well, 
What what are you here for? What do you what's the what's the big deal here? Anya's vaccine is surprisingly efficient. Right, yeah. I I believe I can make it practically universal that we might be on the forefront of eliminating disease in the universe. So you're saying you want me to help you steal Aurora Biotech proprietary property? Not at all. I would like to see what I can add to your research. This is not about fame. This is not about money. This is about curing disease. Is that not what we all strive to do? Yeah, I guess, but this is risky. Uh... I promise nothing will leave this facility. You could stay by my side the entire time. I mean, I'd rather have it leave the facility than have you doing stuff on the property. Yeah, can I just get you a sample or something? You can just take it and go? Sure. Let us go to where you have these samples. Okay. Uh, all right. He leads you back out into the hall. Around the corner, there's one of those big airlocks. Okay. It ha- it, it's glass. You can see through onto the other side. The, the long hall continues all the way down. Am I seeing any other individuals moving about, or is it just the two of us alone on this floor? Right uh, now? It is very dark, and it's just the two of you. Okay. Yeah, there are just uh, a few small lights on the walls periodically. Okay. He lifts his little key card up off his jacket and swipes it on the pad on the side of the door, and the door opens with a whoosh. And says, All right, come on. Sure. I follow him right in. So you pass cloning research on your right, and on your left, you see signs for disease control and prevention. Okay, cool. He leads you all the way to the end of the hall where there is uh, another airlock, and this one goes into a laboratory. Right. So he, he scans his key card again. It says, This is the place. You, you want to wait here and I'll get it for you? I would love to see what you guys have been working with. I get a better feel if I see the entire picture. All right, all right. And he walks into the airlock, follow him, and the airlock closes behind, and the other one opens up. Okay. This laboratory is large. There are cages on a far wall with uh, lappies. Is that what they're called? Okay. Uh, Star Wars rabbits. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Are those the lagomorphs? Uh, those are the human-sized rabbits. Oh, okay, okay. Um, there's just some, some tables and centrifuges, all, all sorts of scientific equipment. Off on the far wall, there are some glass cases where it looks like they are keeping test tubes and beakers. Okay. The Skorlix is looking real nervous mm-hmm. as he walks to the, the far wall and opens up one of these things and grabs a test tube. Okay. As he gets over to it, right before... So it's an unlocked cabinet? Uh, it, he, didn't, it is, he, didn't, he didn't put any code or anything into it? He just opened the door? Yeah. Okay, so right when he starts to open the door, I'm going to shoot him in the back with a tranquilizer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I have a neuroparalytic and an anesthetic yeah. that I have on me, and I would love to uh, just shoot him in the back with... a. Uh, Probably one of each, 
just to make sure he's completely out. And I mean, hopefully he doesn't swallow his tongue and die, but you know, necessary evil and all that. Okay. Uh, one dose each. Is that correct? I think one dose of each. Yeah. Cause if it works resilient, yeah, yeah. He has to do a hard resilience check. Yeah. Hard resilience and a, and then the other one is average. one dose is an average. Okay. Yeah. So, right. so he's got a, a, a three purple and a two purple roll to make. Okay. Let's see. Oh, what? That's a failure. Okay. And that's for the anesthetic. This is the, this is the neuroparalytic. You jab these things in his back and he passes out mm. slumped over. <laughs> I wanted both, I wanted both to work. Okay. Yeah, they did. All right. So they both worked. Oh, is it all dice have canceled out? That counts as a success? That's a, that's I, a failure. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know if limbo counted as nothing. Okay, perfect. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So he is paralyzed and unconscious. Yep. Beautiful. All right. You, you uh, roll him over onto his, his back. Mm. Now, is there um, anything in the room that I can bind him with? If they're like, I don't know, like zip ties? Is there just rope? Is there extra lab coats? Something that I can just bind this guy? Because yeah, I'm sure I think the, the paralytic only lasts a couple rounds. Right. So I got like, I got maybe like thir- Yeah, I got a couple of minutes before he wakes yeah. up. You can probably find some rubber tubing or something like that. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm going to bind him like overly tight uh-huh. where he's going to start losing. He's not going to have feeling in his hand, his multiple hands yeah. and feet. All four hands. And, right. Yes, everything. Yeah. He's going to be hogtied and I'm definitely going to jam some, I don't know, rags or whatever I find into his mouth to make sure he can't scream when he wakes up. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So cool. So I have an unconscious person on the floor and then I have the vials in front of me. You do. Okay. Um, are they like labeled? I probably should have made sure I was grabbing the right stuff. Are they labeled in any way? I mean, can I look at them and like see which ones I need to grab? Or like, does it say Anya's cure on the side of one of them or something? Um, it is all coded. I would like a an education or medicine check. Oh, right. Um, I'm going to give you a black die because you don't work here and they have their own system. And let's make it three purples. All right. So... Three yellow and a green versus three purple and uh, a black. Can I argue a bonus dice in any way? No, how work here. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll roll and see. Oh, one success. Yes, success. All right. All right. So, so I, I recognize some chemical, like, you know, when you're doing chemistry problems in class, I at least recognize some of the, the letters that should be in a vaccine. Yeah. So it takes you a minute, not too long because you didn't get any threats. But yeah, it takes you a second to sort of recognize their system. It's a lot like your system, but they're using different, mm-hmm. different colors. Um, and you okay. grab a vial of the vaccine. How many vials are there? There are six. All right. Can I grab? Do I have space? Can I grab all six? What? Uh, you've got a lab coat. Um, I have. I know. I think I have a backpack. Oh, you have a backpack. I don't know. I, I thought. Did I not buy? I remember thinking of buying a backpack. I don't know if I actually did. Oh, I did not grab a backpack. No, I don't. I have a holdout blaster and a vibro scalpel. So no. I, I mean, just yeah. I just have a lab. We don't really have to worry too much about. Uh, encumbrance or yeah. anything like that. Well, is there anything about in the room? I mean, it's a medical room. There's got to be some, is there any kind of medical, like, I don't want to say like doctor's bag, but are there any like bags of any kind that I could like grab and repurpose? Yeah, there's sort of a, um, it looks like a, a soft cooler kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah. And you open it up and inside it has little circle places. in the, the little foamy stuff. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So I'll fill that thing up and then 
Are there any other vials in there with it, or is this just it? Uh, there are other vials. They're not the vaccine, but they may be experimental sort of things. I'm going to take as many as I, I can fit into the container. I don't know how many. You can decide how many fit in the container. I'm going to take as much as I can. Let's say there are 12 spots. Okay, so I'm going to take the six of the thing that I came for, and then a sampler plate of everything else, like one of everything else, that, or one of six other things. Okay, that works. All right, is there, um, is the lab, so there's got to be a, a computer or something, yeah, a data pad. Or there something. are a few computers. Okay, cool. I'm going to jump on a computer uh-huh. and see if I can actually pull up her, re- like their research, like whatever they, the, the, where they have their information saved. So it is password protected, so you're going to have to crack into the computer. Okay, is... It's not like a, a his key card or nothing like that is going to, but he has on him. It's not like a swipey swipey thing. Actually, it, it's actually password protected. It, yeah, it's actually password. All right. I will do, uh, I'm not trained in it, but I'm a smart little guy. Yeah. So I will do a computers, just straight computers check, right? Yep. We'll do computers and we'll do three difficulty. All right. Computers. I have just the four green for my intelligence. All right. All right. So four versus three. Ah, oh, canceled out. All right. Uh, yeah, hmm. the computer beeps at you and says you've got four tries remaining. I assume with each additional try, it's going to get harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try one more time myself. Okay. And then is, is it an actual like desktop computer or am I looking like at a laptop data pad type thing? It is a desktop computer. Okay. Are there any data pads in the room? Like our laptop things? Yeah, sure. We can say that there was, there's one left out on the counter right now. Okay, so I'm going to try to at least one more try on this thing, because I assume if I do it too many times wrong, it's going to set off some sort of alarm. Yeah. So I'm going to try it one more time to try to hack into it. Okay. So, so that's- I would like to, rather than just add your difficulty, I'm going to flip a dark side. All right. So that's two and a red. Yep. All right. Well, since she gave me one to play with, I'm going to flip it back and I'll take my two, a yellow and three. Do I know anything about, I don't really know the doctor that well enough to say, do I know like his wife or kids or anything? <laughs> no, he, does he have a, does he have a dog? Cause we weren't even at his office. So I can't even say, oh, I saw a picture of a dog. Maybe I guess that. So uh, no, I'll just read this. This is what I get for not staying up on Facebook, knowing people's <laughs> lives, you know? I would know, his, I would know his dog and his three kids by now. Yeah. All right. Roll. Ooh, ooh. that's, ooh, ooh, that's two failure, five advantage and a despair. Yeah. So what do you want to do with those advantages? Um, geez. So it didn't work. I don't know. Could it be that? No, because that'd be a success. Let's say, can I, can I have those five advantages be that I actually got in, but I don't know I set off an alarm? <laughs> um, or is that too much of a success though? Yeah, I've got, I've got something different for that despair. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know because this, this, when, this for me, GMing is always the hardest thing when you fail and you get so many advantages. I don't know what advent, what little advantageous things. I mean, can I have them be that somehow maybe I've narrowed it down in my next roll that I've got a better chance of getting the, if I try it one more time, that maybe I get a boost or two to my dice roll? Sure, yeah. Okay, I'll take, yeah, I'll take a, a, a one or two blue and then I'll try it one more time. I don't know what you, if you have your despair ready to throw at me. Or do we got a sort of Damocles situation where it's going to happen? <laughs> so you attempt to crack into this computer. And mm-hmm. uh, as you're doing it, you get distracted. Because in in your sort of mind voice, like, you know what what it feels like to have somebody speak into your mind because of your time on your home planet. And yeah. you feel here 
somebody say, Fife. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Dwayne for playing on these episodes. You can find more of Dwayne on the Flight Risk Podcast. Our music is by Mark Eberhardt. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, or you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the podcast and want to show your support? You can leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Nights, or you can visit us on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Nights.